Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. It's a podcast for the dreamers, more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. Today, we have a business coach who is also a keynote speaker, a corporate trainer, and he has a 30 years experience working with over 300 organizations across the globe. He also has a dual degree in accounting and business management. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Jeff Early Wine. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Hey, Melody. How are you? Great. All right. So let's begin. Purposeplantprofit.com. Tell us about that, that company, backstory, and how the company evolved through the years leading up to today. Well... I guess it really started with me. You know, when I was much younger, high school, um, I had a girlfriend. Her mom was a bookkeeper. And math came easy to me. Bookkeeping came easy to me. And so I found out if I worked for the mom, I got paid and I could be around my girlfriend and get paid. So I'm like, that's pretty dang cool, right? So so I started working for the mom. And you know, my, my childhood was kind of a mess. And so she really just kind of took me under her wing and kind of became my mom. So, you know, um, me and, and my girlfriend, we ended up going to college together and um, she was a lot smarter than me, that's for sure. And so uh, uh, we went to college, I double majored in accounting and in business. And, um, you know, I worked since then, I've worked with well over 300 organizations of all different kinds. And I'll explain more probably later, but really they all have the same characteristics. I mean, some may sell insurance or, you know, some may be a service industry like an attorney or a medical industry, or maybe they sell a particular item, but they all have some common denominators. And so I've worked with 300 different organizations and and I found that when I graduated and then after all these years, I really love helping people and their organizations reach full potential. It's what drives me. It's my purpose. It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It really gives me that energy to to make it happen. And that's what I love to do. So the world of accounting was your entry point to this industry, right? It was. And then because of some of my my backgrounds, like vegetable soup, there's a little bit of everything in there. But I did a lot of teaching, a lot of training, and a lot of uh, I've done some counseling and I've done some personal financial stuff. And so you roll all it together. It really makes me a great business coach. And I don't mean to toot my own horn. I mean, there's other great business coaches out there, but, but I, it makes me the business coach that I can, I know how to listen. I've been doing this a long time. I, I I've done most of my work over the phone because I don't actually travel to the clients. So I do a lot over the phone. I've learned to listen. We put processes together and systems in place to make their business accomplish what they want to accomplish. So there is actually a show. Um, I think it's still it's still ongoing. It's called The Prophet. And, yes, Marcus Lemonis, right. Uh, and the host keeps alluding to people, 
process and product, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, and in your case, you have um, purpose, plan, and profit, right? Uh, so why single out those three concepts, Jeff? Well, I single them out, but I had two more. Uh, purpose, plan, profit. But yeah, Marcus, people, everything rises and falls on leadership. You got to have people. And then you have processes. That's the systems. That's what makes it work. So, you know, uh, basically it's this purpose, plan, profit. Let's talk about those three. Purpose is the goals of the business owner, the goals of the business. It's their why. It's what, it's what gets them out of bed. It's what gets them going every day. It's, it's why they decided, you know what, I'm a really good electrician and I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go start my own company. It's, it's what made them go to law school or medical school or whatever. And now it drives them to accomplish a purpose. And so that's, that's the first step. Now, doesn't mean that if I get a client, I'm going to run them through this canned process. That, that, I, I don't mean it that way, but I need to really get an understanding of what is your purpose? What, what's the purpose of the company? And then a plan. Plans usually evolve around marketing. I haven't met a business owner yet that would not agree that they would like to get a few more customers, patients, clients, whatever term you want to give it. So we work on creating a plan to make that happen. And, um, you know, I can spend a few minutes with a business owner and, you know, after a few hours, we've got a really good marketing plan tailor-made just for them. And then we go about making it happen. And it's relatively simple, even in a pandemic world or uh, a world that we're so uncertain about things, it doesn't matter. Your plan that we'll create will work. And then profit. So you've got your purpose, You've got your plan working. Now, we, a lot of business owners, they like to use their bank account or the seat of the pants or their gut to make decisions. Really, let's let numbers tell us. Let's let key performance indicators or KPIs, let's let them tell us, really, are we making money? Are we accomplishing the goals? And I recommend, yeah, you look at your financial statements and most business owners, they look at the bottom line. I made money. I didn't make money, whatever. But there's more important things to look at on a financial statement, profit loss statement, balance sheet, things like that. But also I love to recommend, let's look at some numbers every day and some numbers every week. So if you're looking at them daily, you're looking at them weekly and you're looking at them monthly, guess what? They're going to get better because you're looking at them more often. It's like getting on the scale every day. You're going to lose some weight if you keep getting on that scale every day because you're going to, you're not going to want to go up. So that's how it works with the profit piece of that. And then we've got two more, the, the people and then the processes. Process. Now, um, I think there was a study uh, recently that uh, business coaching is the second fastest growing sector globally. And out of all the business coaches in the world, 42% are here in the US. So one could seemingly think that it's a saturated market. How do you, um, how do you compete? How do you thrive um, in your, your industry? Well, I'd answer that probably two ways. One, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of small businesses. And I don't know the stats, but most of them don't make it after about three years. I think it's a large, large percentage. They don't make it because 
you know, maybe it's cash flow management, maybe it's the economy, maybe it's just knowing that plan and how to how to get more customers, get your phone to ring or your website to light up or or whatever it may be. But there's two ways I would say that, you know, some people say, why would I want to get a business coach? I mean, can't my accountant help me? Can't my attorney help me? Most of the time, no, because look, I have a degree in accounting. I understand accounting. I started doing accounting when I was a teenager. Most accountants, while they're brilliant people, they just, they're going to be very tactical. They're going to work on a, more of a technician type situation where you bring them their book, your, your information, they call it bookkeeping or accounting or taxes, and they do that and they try to save you money there, but they're not coaching you on growing that business and hitting those goals and uh, first of all, establishing what those goals are. And attorneys very similar too, uh, in the same way. So, uh, so I would say that first of all, you know, you got to understand there's a big difference between an accountant, an attorney, a business coach, and most successful. I don't know what the numbers are, but it, it's a, you, you just stated there's a lot of business coaches out there, which means there's a lot of people getting services from folks like me because a lot of very successful athletes, very successful uh, business people, entrepreneurs all have a business coach. Some, some have multiple business coaches. So there's great value in, in me kind of looking at things from a different angle. And I could say, Melody, have you thought about looking at it this way? What about this? Hey, you said you wanted to do this, but you're, you're getting a little lazy on me. Come on, let's go. We can do this. And then accountability is really, really important. Now, one thing I would piggyback that on is this. I don't really like to be referred to as a consultant. It's not that it's a four-letter word. I don't mean it that way. But many times, my experience in 30 years is a consultant comes into a business. They analyze things. Maybe they meet with all the staff and interview them. Then they write a 30- or 40-page document. They go over it with the business owner. And then they say, hey, give me my check. And if you need me again, call me. Well, I like to stay in the game. I want to hang around. Yeah, I'm going to come in. I'll analyze things. I'll, I'll maybe interview some staff. But we're going to create what your purpose is. We're going to make that crystal clear. We're going to create some plans. We're going to monitor some things with some numbers and train your staff and all of that. But I'm going to stay in the game. I'm going to help that business owner accomplish those goals and those dreams. I want to hang around. I, I like that part of it. So what I'm hearing, Jeff, is uh, getting a coach would – uh, be helpful and be of value for a feedback. A uh, second is um, so feedback pr providing a different lens, right? So perhaps something that may have been overlooked uh, by um, by the business owner and accountability. I think that's uh, that's huge, right? I think that's a good uh, dynamics on why one would perhaps look into uh, getting a business coach now. Um, what do you say for those entrepreneurs who are kind of on the fence and they're halfway there in making a decision to, to be in the market and look for uh, a coach that uh, they could work with, right? But at the same time, they're hesitant because, you know, you read uh, articles about, um, you know, business coaching as a world where it's highly, highly uh, unregulated, 
right? Where anyone can pretty much uh, just get a uh, business card and put title business coach. Um, and I think last uh, we checked, there's like 500, 500 uh, organizations out there that are uh, providing certifications and what have you for a fee. So there are, there are those that are somehow doubting or hesitating because of that. What do you say to, uh, to entrepreneurs um, who are on the fence because of that? Here's how I would answer that, Melody, is first of all, if you're going to hire a business coach, look at their track record. How long have they been doing this? Maybe they do have some credentials, education, certificate, certifications, whatever. Look at some of their success stories. And, you know, don't just go by what's on the website because they're not going to put on there that so-and-so hated them. I mean, they're going to do that. But, but look at some of those things and see if it, it, you have a connection. And I think that's the most important thing when you hire a coach is do you connect? Do you, do you have a rapport? That would be, you know, something I would highly recommend. Uh, and then for me, what I do is if, if somebody came to me and said, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if I should have a business coach or not. Well, two things I would say is number one, are you accomplishing every goal that you have? And most people would say no. All right, well, then a business coach can help you. The second thing is, well, what if I could help you for free? Would you be interested in exploring that? Well, pretty much everybody's going to say yes. And my free thing is, let's jump on the phone. Let's throw out a challenge you're having right now. Let's spend 30 minutes or an hour and let's talk about it. And when we get done, if you felt like that was helpful to you, then there's a whole lot more in the closet to come out that can really help you. So, you know, we can unpack a lot more that can really help your business and you as the business owner, we just gave you 30 minutes or an hour's worth and you got a little taste. So if that taste was good, hey, let's go for it. So those were the things that I would say. So uh, Jeff, you also shared some articles and one of those talked about characteristic of a highly uh, effective uh, leader. So, Briefly touch on those characteristics and why you think those are key ingredients to um, effective leadership. Well, John Maxwell says, he's been saying it for decades, that everything rises and falls on leadership. And, you know, really all leaders have at least six great qualities. And I'll just kind of run through them real quick. One is, is vision. You know, they... They can see what they want to get accomplished. Every winning team has that. If, As football season starts, the coach and all the coaches meet with the team and say, let's see down the road and what it's going to take to get to the Super Bowl. And so they got that vision. The second great quality is being able to communicate. If, if This is critical. If a, a leader, a business owner – a manager, whatever term you want to give yourself, if you can communicate and you can communicate that vision, then you're going to get people to buy into what you're selling. You're, they're going to buy into what you're trying to get accomplished. The next one is people skills. You know, some people, I think they come out of the womb just with people skills and some people have to acquire it. But the better you have people skills, the more that 
people are going to be in your boat rowing with you. They're going to be right there. They're, they're going to know what that vision is. They're going to listen to that communication you're, you're rolling out there, and they're, they're right there because of those people skills. The next one is character. You know, people buy into the leader before they buy into the leader's vision. So, you know, character. And that, that comes down to morals, integrity, honesty, work ethic, things like that. So, you know, character is really, really important. And then another one is competence. And I'm not saying they have, a, have to have a PhD in plumbing or be a, a, you know, a great attorney with all this education, but they've got to be able to be competent in the field that they're in. So if they are that electrician, then they've got, they've got that staff that believes in them that they can get done what they need to get done and they can get it done efficiently, they can get it done profitably. And then the last one I would say is boldness. And boldness is really and truly, it's, it's one of the underlying things. It's like a, a common thread through the business that if that business owner is bold, they're willing to take risk. They're willing to jump out there and maybe hire that employee that you know, they may call an eagle, but they don't really have a job for him yet, but they're going to get, that person's great. So we're going to get him. We're going to, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to, uh, maybe have a conversation that's a critical conversation, a tough one with a staff member or with a customer and sit down and have that conversation. So they've got to be bold. So those are just, just in a quick snapshot, those are just six of those great qualities of a leader. Oh, I hear you. I think that's a good uh, encapsulation of what makes uh, a good leader. And I'm with you on vision, you know, as well. I think vision is the one that would um, allow one to have a mental picture of the future, right? And having that clear uh, picture uh, in your mind will drive uh, the entrepreneur or the visionary uh, to, to action, right? Passionately and, and boldly. So, so yes, yes on vision and definitely on character uh, as well, because especially nowadays, I feel workforce, uh, all the staff, team members, they're all more intelligent, I think, than ever, because, you know, thanks to uh, Wikipedia and Google, there's just tons of information uh, out there. And, um, and having that character, people nowadays, it's not just what you say, it's what they see of you. Is it someone that they would admire? Is it someone that they would respect? And that's how they make a decision whether to follow or not, right? So, so good points uh, there. Um, and in terms of uh, culture, uh, part of what makes an organization successful would be a winning uh, culture. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, culture is kind of like customer service. Everybody says, yeah, we got great customer service. So we have a great culture. That was really kind of hard to measure, you know, but, you know, culture is on a, in a business is, you know, do staff, is your staff turnover rate really, really high? Well, it might be that you've got a culture issue. Maybe staff really are not in the boat rowing so much with that business owner because they don't really believe them. They just really go to work because they need a job. 
maybe the culture's not really what they want it to be. Maybe that business owner is not out there leading the charge with that boldness we talked about. And so the culture is lagging behind there. So culture's a very tough one, but I'll tell you one thing, it's like puzzle pieces. If you get the culture working in the business, that, you know, you get happy customers, you get, I'm sorry, happy employees results in more customers. Happy employees equals more customers. So you get them really excited to come to work every day. Your business is going to grow. It couldn't help but grow. So, so Jeff, how do you foster that type of uh, uh, an environment where your workers are um, or your team members are excited and thrilled to be part of the organization? How do you foster that? Well, I think there's a few ways. One is employees want to be heard. You know, they want to be heard. They want to know that their opinion matters. Secondly is they want to be rewarded for the hard work. And, and that isn't always money, but they want, you know, they, they want a nice income. They don't want to be struggling, wondering if they're going to be able to pay the mortgage or that car payment or, or be able to take their family on a vacation. So they, they need some financial blessings and, and commitment there. And another is if you want to really boost the, the morale and the culture in your company is start having staff meetings and really listen, really listen to your staff. I because think they're going to be able to tell you, they're going to be able to tell you what customers may not tell the owner. So a customer might be dissatisfied, you know, in a particular part of the service or a product they got, or maybe how they tried to return something. And uh, an employee would know that, but the business owner may not. So listening. So there's, there's a lot of things that can go into increasing your culture, but those are just a few. You know, uh, what's interesting is, uh, you know, there, there's a lot in any university curriculum regarding improving your writing skills, right? Uh, reading comprehension, accounting, so on and so forth, all those competence. And yet I don't think there's any course in terms of improving that listening skills, which I think is, is truly key and it's uh, extremely important in any uh, relationship whatsoever. Would you agree? I would. And you know, if you want to really see good culture, oftentimes, just go to some of the best companies you can find, maybe the best resort, and just go in and find the lobby and sit down and watch and listen to what happens with the, the staff, how they're dressed, how they deal with the, the guests or the, the, the people that are there. Go in and watch that, and, or a restaurant. You know, go in and see how you're treated, how other people are treated. Then flip the coin over and go to a business that really doesn't, you know, have the reputation of a great culture or great customer service. And you'll find just the opposite where, you know, two, two employees maybe stand behind the counter kind of chewing out the boss because, you know, one of them has to work on a Saturday now or, or whatever it may be. You're going to hear that kind of thing. Um, so... So we're talking about, um, so we talked about culture. Now let's shift on what, um, what is most challenging for a lot of business owners. Uh, the pulse is um, 
hiring, hiring talent and attracting and retaining talent is really challenging. Uh, and then the second part of that is training, training new people. You know, if there's turnover, if there's new people, and then, you know, the natural uh, attrition. What would you recommend uh, for business owners to constantly have that good funnel of people uh, raising their hands to be part of your organization? Well, the first thing I would say, a philosophy I have is you hire slow and fire fast. That's one thing. Now, there was a cleaning company, I believe it was in Houston years ago, cleaning company. And they had turnover, 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 turnover. I mean, people would not stay on staff at all. And they got tired of trying to train people. Yes. And so they hired what they called a dream coach. And this dream coach now would begin to meet with the staff that was there before they actually quit or got fired. And they would talk to them about their dreams, listening, right? And then it would help them put together, I mean, maybe somebody said, I've got a dream of owning a house. That may not be, seem like a big deal to me and you, but to somebody that's been renting for 20 years, owning a house might seem like, oh, I don't know if that'll ever happen for me. So now this dream coach began to write down maybe some steps. Now we got a process. So now this person begins to work the process and work the plan. I like that. And before long, this cleaning company didn't have the turnover rate. People weren't quitting and people were putting in applications because they wanted to come to work there. So the, the bottom line is, if you use that example or you just use some other example, it's listening, knowing that the employees want to be heard. You got to pay them well and help them accomplish their dreams. And maybe their dream is to go start their own business and you might be so insecure because of fear or something that you're going to lose them. Well, it's okay because somebody else is going to come along to fill their spot. I like that, uh, Jeff. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so as we wrap up, um, what would you say uh, for those uh, or what has been something that you've seen work for entrepreneurs to thrive in, in this um uncertain times well i hate to i hate to go back to just the, the the ppp that i have the purpose plan profit i hate to go back to that like it's the end all end you know it's a, it's the greatest thing since bread but really it is what is your purpose? If you're a business owner and you're struggling, you're, 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 you just, your business won't really seem to grow or man, in this pandemic, you're wondering if you're going to be in business in a month. What is your purpose? Really sit down and think about that. You know, get, get away and go sit at a restaurant with a legal pad and a pen and write down, what are my dreams? What do I want to see happen? Hey, if you have to jump on purpose, plan, profit and schedule a 30 minute coaching session with me free of charge. And we'll walk through that together. Um, then what is your plan? You know what you what your dreams are. Maybe your dreams are to increase, to double your sales. Well, then let's create a plan to do that. And your plan is, you know, your ideal customer. Where are they? What are their needs? And then you, you begin to put it all together into something that's really doable. And then let's use numbers. Maybe numbers is not your thing as a business owner, but let's use some numbers and some KPIs to tell us 
are we really doing this or are we not? If it's happening, great, let's celebrate. If it's not, let's figure out why and let's change it. So, and then if we throw in the other two, you know, people, uh, are you training your people? Are you loving on your people? Are you needing to discipline somebody or maybe fire somebody, or maybe you need to hire somebody else and you need a process so it doesn't take forever to get them trained. And then the processes or the systems is really what holds your business together. I've got a client right now. They're wanting to uh, go and buy another business. And he said, when I started my second one, I, personally, he almost like lost it physically. Breakdowns and all that. His family suffered. So now we've, we're working on, all right, let's get some processes in place, some glue so that when we go and we do that third one, really we just take the ideas, the processes, all the systems, we drop it in that new business and it's off and running. So that's what I would say. I know it, 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 that's maybe a little bit vague. It didn't, I didn't go into real specifics, but you know what? Every business owner has their own peculiarities, their own differences. It's like fingerprints. And so how they might deal with something or what their needs are might be totally different than somebody down the street or across the country. So Jeff, uh, you've shared a lot of uh, valuable uh, insights for our listeners. So uh, we're going to um, provide your information, your contact details in, um, in this episode so people can uh, reach you. Uh, meanwhile, that concludes our, our show and um, wishing you continued success. Well, thank you very much, Melanie. I really appreciate you letting me be here today and I hope you have an awesome day yourself. And for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. Till next time. 